It's going to, you can clap. It's going to be very interesting. We started very well in the first service, and I'm praying that the wedding part service will take a chunk of it away. I want you to close your eyes and lift your two hands to God. Lift your two hands to God and talk to God. That Lord, speak to me. I want you to speak to me. I want to know your word. I want to leave this place with an information that will change me forever. Give me an, another understanding into church, into being a Christian. Take me through Bible studies this morning. Speak the language of the Holy Spirit. We bless your name, Lord. Speak to us, Lord. Let your word come to us. Let your wisdom come to us. Let your light shine upon us as we hear your word. Leba Shada Megadea Make a way as your word is being preached. Heal the sick. Maragadaba. Save the lost. Bado Shagadaba. Rebelebelebe Shadabaha. Won't you men in Some scriptural basis upon which every Christian must belong to a church. And I think that we did a bit of justice to it. But today I'll begin my teaching with one more scripture that gives us the basis, the scriptural basis upon which we have to know that every born again believer must belong to a church. Now, I got so surprised when I saw this scripture in the Bible where you could see that records were being taken in the, in, in the old church or in the early church. Records of people. People's records were known. So they had records for widows. Why do you take record for widows if it was not 
a constant gathering. So when they are taking um, a census in Ghana, they take census for Christians, Muslims, uh, Ekanka, um, women, men, because these are constant factors in your environment. So anything that they take record of, so in this church we have records of married people, we have records of single people, and we have records of singles who are dating. So you pick up a form and you register your relationship. It's a record. So in the early church, they had a record for widows. And that is another proof showing that when somebody becomes born again, he must join the community of believers in a locality. So we go to 1 Timothy chapter 4, 5, verse 9. 1 Timothy chapter 5, verse 9. So the Bible said, Let not a widow be taken into the number under three score years old. Three score years talk about, when you hear three score, it's talking about 30 times 2. Old King James. Some of you don't like Old King James because of some of these things. So three score years. Having been the wife of one man. So give me another version quickly. He said, do not add any widow to the list of widows unless she is over 60 years of age. In addition, she must have she must have been married only once. Hey, Paul. <laughs> Paul wrote to Pastor Timothy that don't add this kind of widows to the list. He gave widow requirement. If you want to be part of the list of widows, we feed. Not every widow must be added to the list. Those that are below 60 years, don't add them. And even if you want to add them, they should have been married once. <laughs> and this is a New Testament church, not Old Testament. It's the New Testament church. And Paul was telling Timothy, don't just add people to the list. Don't add widows. Don't just be adding. This kind of widows, they are young. They can still work for themselves. And if they have been married to more than three husbands, they will be taking allowances from these people for their children. So they are not actually in need. But the widow that is in need is the one above 60 years who got married once and the man is dead. You got to help the person. So in the church, Paul gave this requirement that there is a list for widows. So if there's a list for widows, it means that it was a church that had constant meetings among the believers. Now, the question I want to ask you is, why will you take records of widows if it was not an established group? You hear people say, oh, eh, going to church doesn't make you a Christian. Aware? Not going to church too can make you an unbelieving Christian. 
and can make you vulnerable. I want to become a doctor. I have to go to medical school. I need to go to medical school. Going to the medical school per se will not make me a doctor. I need to go through what the medical school has put in place to turn an ordinary person. You can be a hairdresser. But when you enter into the medical school, the system has been made in such a way that whether you like it or not, if you follow the structured courses, by the time you are six years through that university, you will think as a doctor. The same way, when you become born again as an alcoholic, a womanizer, a fetish priest, an idol worshiper, whatever, a neutral person, immediately you become born again, you are birthed into the church. In the church, what rules is the government of Jesus. And the governance of Jesus is embedded in the word of God. So anytime you come to church and we open up the scriptures, you get to know why certain things are done by Christians and why we don't do certain things because it becomes a way of life. If you want to work in Mencia Palace, you'll be trained how to talk. When they pick somebody as a chief, they confine you for what? Not just to eat. They teach you how to talk, how to walk, how to react to anger, how to speak with authority, knowing that you are the overlord of the land. They give you a, that's what they call it, yabetchenom. But say, baby, 20, some are 21 days, some are 40 days, some are 15 days, but the 21 days, is, you, will learn, you will learn names you never knew. Because by the time you come out, you must, you see that chiefs, all talk in the same way. With authority be, they don't fear anything. That is, they pass them through a system that puts them in a certain position to really work as chiefs and kings. When you become born again and you don't go through this system that God has put in place in the church, you'll be lost. That's why people are in church and yet Christ has not developed in them. I'm preparing a sermon. In fact, I'll finish. The growing church member. Yeah, the growing church member. But I don't think I'll teach it this month. The growing church member. It's a very nice series. I know you won't clap plenty, but it is for your well-being. So church, there is no way. You see, God, the Holy Spirit will not inspire anybody to speak against the church. Because Christ cannot speak against his church. No. When he comes to church, he's coming to rebuke and correct. But to condemn the church, no. So Christ will not anoint somebody to sit on media to insult, to insult church and insult pastors and insult Christians. No, because Christ is the husband of the church. Are you with me? So if you become born again, you need to know that you must be part of a church and not just being part of the church, but being an effective and efficient part of the church. And I asked you last week, if you have an ear like my own standing, 
If you enter my hometown and you see people, no, you see their ears like that. It's normal. So if you have an ear like this, nicely standing, but it's not correct, well is inside, would you love it? It will disturb the whole body. That is how come you cannot be part of a church and be absent in spirit and absent in mind and absent in body. You must be an efficient part of the church. Now, let me start giving you eight biblical characteristics of a committed church member because of time. Eight biblical characteristics of a committed church member because of time. The first one I'll talk about is that the committed church member attends church regularly. It's a regular attendant to church. He attends church regularly. I asked the first service, how many of you have a company, you have your own business and your employee, he decides the time to come to work. Every day he has an excuse. Today my this, tomorrow my this, tomorrow my this, today this. You will sack the person. A committed, help me with the sound, please. A committed church member is consistent with church attendance. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine and following and, and, follow, and fellowship and in breaking of bread and in prayers. That is the committed church member. He, must be, he or she must be involved in fellowship. So if you are a member and we don't see you. We have to see you. We have to know you. Another member must know you. So when you go into a sheepfold, the shepherd marks his sheep. Some of them, he makes the mark on their ears. Some, they put a color on their skin, their, their hair. So you go to where they sell goats and all that, you see the sheep with colors on them. Who has seen some before? Yeah. Some of them have marks on their legs, intentional marks. So some of our, our tribes in Ghana, they give you marks. Because you must be identifiable. There are some church members I don't know. I'm not saying I should know everybody, but at least somebody should know you. Now the question I'm asking you is, the four people surrounding you, do you know them? Not four. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Do you know them by name? If you don't know them by name, then you are absent in mind, absent in spirit, and absent in body. Are you with me? I think you know everybody you work with at your workplace. Yeah, if you are in a department, if, if you even know the name of the cleaner, why? Because you are meeting consistently. So if you become born again and you are not consistent in attendance, we will not know you. Hello? One day we were recruiting for a business and a lady applied. 
when she applied, because she knows me, and she knows that I am close to that pastor, she, she said, oh, her pastor is so, so, and so. And I laughed. I said, really? She said, okay. So I called the pastor. I said, Sofo, do you know so, so, and so? He said, oh, no, 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 no. I said, ah, but sir, you, your, your church is big. You may not know everybody. I said, the department you said the lady said she is in, I know all of them. I don't know anybody like this. Sir, now, we jai church. But because of the job she wants and the person involved, she wanted to pull in the pastor in. So I called and I said, you. Your pastor said you have left the church months ago. So why are you using him as a reference? Look, <laughs> one day you will need the church to stand by you. Yes, an average human being, you will marry. You will have children, not child. You born one, two, three, four. Some of you go six. No, there are people who like to see children around them. <laughs> One day, my mom was not well, and uh, when she recovered, she was telling me that, oh, the way when she was sick, she saw myself and my brother going around, around there. She wished she gave birth to six men. I'm like, are you cool? <laughs> you, you deliver. Your children may have issues. And remember, your children are going to grow. And we will all, me, my children, I will need the church to help them to grow. When they, go to, when they get to a certain point, I will give them to some of the couple. Say, adopt this one. Adopt this one. <laughs> because they are boys. And they are going to grow. And if they are not in a certain setting, kai, suffer children. And your children, are going to go through that. So never come to a point in your life and feel that you don't need the church in your life. You don't need a pastor in your life. You will need. Yes, you will need. You, you will build your house. Somebody must come and dedicate. In fact, I have one that I have to dedicate. And that will be the fourth one for the year. Clap for God. I'm coming to dedicate your own house. I said I'll dedicate your own house. Give the Lord a mighty clap offering. Mark chapter 1, verse 21. Mark 1, 21. And they went into Capernaum, and straight away on the Sabbath day, he entered into the synagogue, and he began to teach. That is Jesus. And if we are followers of Christ, we must also emulate what he did. Church attendance is the first and foremost ministry of every born-again believer. Every born-again believer, you must love to go to church. The other time I was, I was studying in my room, it was last week. I was studying, studying, and then it was time for me to leave the house. There's a time I leave for 7 o'clock meeting, and I was still in the study. Then guess what? Oinana told LP, is daddy not going to church? It's time he must be going. I was surprised. Not knowing all of them, they've timed me now. 
they know the time I leave for church. Some say, oh, pastor, because you are the pastor. No. You didn't know me before I became a pastor. If you knew me, you wouldn't say that because I'm a pastor. No. David said that I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Some of us, it is, I was burdened. <laughs> I was burdened when I saw the message. <laughs> I was troubled in spirit when they declared their fasting and prayer. For some of us. But David said, I was glad. We don't go to church because we are perfect. We don't come to church because we have money. Friday miracle hour, I was ministering under medication. You will know. We come to church because there is a reason why we commit to church. The gathering of the church in the community makes an announcement to the community and shakes the kingdom of darkness. Because as long as there is a church, I told you the last time, we're doing service here, we're having service here. Remember some people were raising walls here and TMA came to sack them and they ran away. A day, I think earlier in the day before the TMA people came, there was one of the laborers who was standing outside with me. You were there, yes. One of the laborers, whilst they were working, he rushed. I was standing outside there. Then he asked, where is the pastor? I want to talk to this. I'm the one. He said, my wife has been in labor for long. For long, for days. She's not giving birth. I'm having five cities. I want to pray and ask God. I said, you don't need to give money for God to answer your prayer. Anyway, if you have brought the money, we will take it. <laughs> Who doesn't like money? Eh? You like if someone $5,000 to drive me to Sakumono from here to Sakumono. You said, I do not, but you take. <laughs> so I prayed with him. He went back. Whilst he was there, he heard that the wife has delivered. He came back to thank God. I thought you were clapping. <laughs> Our coming to church makes a statement. I'm telling you, you just coming to church, eh? Don't mind those who say you don't need to go to church, you don't need to go to church, but they go to work. They need to go to work to get salary. They go. And some of them, they have their shrines, they go. Every month. But they are telling you, you don't need to go to church. And we join them and we blast the church. You know how many Christians backslided during COVID? You know how many lives were lost in the kingdom? You know how many damages? Imagine a world without church. Imagine a world without pastors. Imagine a world without the community of believers. Imagine Ghana without the Catholic church. Imagine Ghana without the Presbyterian church. Imagine Ghana without the Methodist church. Imagine Ghana without ICGC like some of you will never be Christians. I thought you were clapping. Look at what the church has done for Ghana. I don't want to start mentioning the schools, the hospitals, the, the, the medical professionals these churches have produced. At least, we, we are young here, but at least I can tell you, we have sponsored people to the university at least the number of 10 through small church. You can imagine the big churches. 
what they have done for the nation. You know the number of orphans that eat from churches? You know the number of homeless people that have been blessed by the church? We cannot destroy the church. The church, people have shed their blood for us to have it this easy. We have it easy. We have it easy. Some of you, you just live across the road. You don't come to church. Those days, what our mothers had to suffer for you to go to church and even have a Christian literature. Now everybody writes book. Everybody. Those days to get a literature to read, you have to write a letter to Kenneth Hagan. The letter you are lying inside. I love your ministry. I have been. I really want to learn the Bible. I really. Then before they will send you a literature, and as Angli, I used to get his, his writing every month because I write to him and he post it. Now, everywhere you go, our own general of has written books. Some of us don't have it. I have four. Bless, I have four. So if I blast you, Sunday you stop coming to church. There's a, a pastor around your house who has been worrying you to come to his church. Oh, if Pastor Prince is making to know, I'm going to another church. I have four. <laughs> I have four. Now it has even entered into marriage. If the, if the guy is disturbing me, me, I can't die in the marriage. Oh, I'm going, going. the Lord Almighty clap of it. The attitude of believers to church is reflecting in our marriages. Yes. Show me a committed husband and I'll show you a committed church member. Because you are committed to the lordship of Christ in the church. I end by saying If we don't meet together as believers, how will people know the love of Christ? The beauty about church is that you sit by an ewe, a gun, an ashanti, an achim, a dagomba, a frafra, a fulani, a fanti, whatever, a gun. But there is something that unites us. It's not our chiefs. <laughs> Hello? It's not the kind of food we eat. It's the love of Christ. It's one spirit. It's the one spirit we share. And that is what God wants us to do. As a church, we must be committed in attending church. Church services. David said, I was glad when they said unto me, what? You know, David was not a perfect person. You know that. You know that David was chased out of, out of his house by his own son. It means David had a stubborn son. Maybe one of your children will be stubborn. It doesn't mean you should curse God. Hey, I've served God. Ah, look at the type of child he's given to me. No. David had an Absalom. Absalom chased him from his palace. But the Bible said, David said, I was glad. It talks about family 
and marital issues. No matter how big your family issue is, no matter how big your marital issue is, never renege on your service to God. I thought you were clapping. We have equated our physical well-being to the goodness of God. So you see somebody praising God in tears, Johanna, in tears, emotional. You are sure that when you see me. And now I turn the line. <laughs> and now the marriage proposal has come. The wedding date has been set. That is why the guy is dancing. Hey, 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 that's what. <laughs> and when you see somebody very calm and gentle on a Sunday, talking calmly, bless you. <laughs> you are sure that that week, you know, something didn't go well. We have equated the goodness of God to material things. But David, he sinned against God, slept with somebody's wife, impregnated the wife. Hey, David. Praying to God that God saved the child. God kills the child. Who told you God cannot kill? God God to hell. Seven days dry now in the jail. I'm killing the child. I will kill the child. So you fast, but I will kill the child. There are some prayers you are fasting for God won't give to you. Hello? Are you here? You can't use fasting to twist God's hands. God, give it to me. Give, it, give, give me that thing. <laughs> if you don't give, I'll break your hand. God, give it to me. <laughs> you can't use fasting to break God's hands. It doesn't mean don't fast. Because fasting is a covenant. When you fast in his will, there are much blessings that, but you can't hide in sin and fast. That is why most of our fasting and prayers are not yielded. It's not because the fasting is not powerful. It's because, David, you've sinned. You don't need a miracle. You need forgiveness, repentance, and forgiveness. But in your sin, you are calling for a miracle. It doesn't work. Even that, David said, I was glad. The difference between David and us is that when we sin, we run away from God. We behave like Adam and not like David. So David, when he realized what he did, he goes to God, lies down in Psalm 50. He starts to pray. Take not away your spirit from me. He started breaking down. He said, God, you know, in sin did my mother conceive me. I'm not the Holy Ghost. Started, he broke down and asked for forgiveness. Church is a place you must be planted. Now, when you are part of a church, you must be known, you must be seen, and you must be active. You must be known, you must be seen. Your presence, we must know you. You must. The, the last time somebody sent me a message, plenty message. I said, I don't know you. It's all oh, pastor. I don't know you. When your family, sir. When your family, family. <laughs> you must be family, family. And many of us have entered into places where church members recognized you and helped you. 
there is a reason for being part of a church. It's, it's, it's necessary, it's, it's, it's significant, and it's important for you to be part of a church. Give the Lord a clap of it. Acts chapter 11, verse 26. My last scripture. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. It means in Antioch there was a place called church. Let us not become too intellectually scripturalized and lose the relationship the word of God is meant to bring to us. In this generation, we know more Bible knowledge and we have less relationship with God. There was a church in Antioch. So when the man was saved, they joined the church. They joined the church in Antioch. And he grew and became a mighty apostle to the church. Now, the question is, how committed are you? We have so many reasons why we don't attend church. Sometimes they are logically sensible. But sometimes you know that if you have an appointment with the UN for an employment, no matter the rail, if it's even canoe, (laughs) if it means canoe, and you call all your family members in the village, hey, you have to help me cross this thing because if I get this job, our poverty has come to an end. You will be on. <laughs> because you cannot miss that interview. We have so many reasons why we don't come to church. I want you to ask yourself that question. As a committed church member, are you committed to church attendance? One of the things I tell people when I preach anywhere is that when you don't come to church, you waste the food. You waste the food I brought for you. Because I cook food and I come and share. And when I come, there's nobody to eat the food. You wasted food, you wasted time, you wasted resources. Pastor, where is the food? That's what I'm talking about. The word of God is the food we prepare. It's not easy to prepare a sermon. JD, maybe next week you have to preach the portray of being a committed church member. It's not easy to put it together for a particular congregation. So when we sit down and we cook the food, you have to come and eat it. And the more you come and eat it, the more you gain understanding and you get to know God yourself in the process of meeting together with the church. Don't think that your body is the temple of God, so you are the church. Really, in a sense, you are the temple of God by scripture. But you cannot stand alone as the church. No. You can't. You can't do I saw a statement like that. You are the church and not the gathering. Yeah. You are the temple of God. Doesn't mean that you are the church. You are the temple of God means God residence in you. 
and the kingdom of God is in you. The church prayed for Peter so that they don't kill him. Peter did not pray for himself. That scripture didn't say, and the church, Peter. <laughs> Are you here? Hmm. And that, it didn't say, and, and Peter, the church, prayed for himself. No. He said, <laughs> can you give us that scripture? I'm sure it's Acts chapter, is it 6 or 12? Okay. Peter, therefore, was kept in prison, but prayer was made without season of the church. Be careful of statements that sounds nice. Always unpack. I remember one of the teachings on Tuesdays by Dr. Tabel. They asked him that, does he, is yes or no? One save, forever save. He said, oh, these questions, you don't answer them yes, no. You have to unpack the statement. But now, when you hear, you know, some of you get up. Mm. Go deep, go deep. Where? <laughs> go where? We are here. You, say, you, you are not going anywhere. You want me to go. Now, <laughs> He said, unpack the statement. So even as I'm preaching to you, when you write the statement, when you go home, unpack it with scripture. Unpack it. Take your time and break it down. That is when you can attest to it that, mm, I love this church. I love this shepherd. He's breaking the scripture. He's giving me deep understanding to what I should know as a believer. Because nobody will be with you every time. Your life is in your hands with your God. You drive it the way you want it. But you drive it based on the understanding you have. I pray for you that under no circumstance will you say you will not join any church again. Yes. Close your eyes and lift up your right hand and talk to God. And say, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Talk to God. Talk to God. There may be imperfect people in the church. Because you yourself, you are not perfect. The church is not for perfect people. But it's for imperfect people who have one belief in Christ. And fellowshipping together. Pray. That God help me to be present, to be known, and to be active. That is the only way we can portray Christianity to the world. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. Thank you for this teaching. I pray that, Lord, out of this teaching, we will be committed to your church. We will follow Jesus with our hearts. We will believe him with everything within us. And as we commit, oh God, let your blessings locate us. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Give the Lord a good clap.